Hi guys, it's Ali and Thea, and we're back with another episode of the Undecided Gen Z. This is the podcast where we talk about everything going on in our world, your world, and the world around us from an undecided Gen Z perspective. Yes, hello, we are back. We have a special guest today. This one's filled, filled to the brim. Yes, Ali is looking dead. Um, <laughs> just putting it out there, she's like hanging on by the edge, edge, edge of her like life battery, but she's hanging. It's hopefully. okay, guys. I'm pushing through. Like I'm premenstrual. I got no sleep last night. I actually don't understand the body. I don't get it. I hate being a woman. I'm sorry, but you'll never understand, Theo. No, I won't. And. Usually I might be like, come on, Ali, just like try to be more like, what am I saying? Like, just make yourself more lively. But like, if you were to see Ali right now, you would know what I'm talking about. She looks like she's arisen from the grave. <laughs> I don't look that bad. <laughs> no, you're actually looking vibe look at the moment. Awful. Just your eyes, like the darkness. Yeah, I will give it like that. Like, I'm like, I'm like trying to be all bubbly, but like my eyes are giving it away. Um, I'm trying to like see the soul behind ago. those eyes. I'm struggling. <laughs> I was fine an hour ago and then I got back from a walk and the walk must have just like taken it out of me. Maybe just took all my energy and then I, and then I was like, nah. Locked anyway, out. anyway, off that topic, <laughs> we have a really interesting and different guest to what we usually mm. have. Obviously, oh. everybody has been a bit different, oh. but um, she is, oh. she, she's pretty cool. Um, So stay around, stick around to hear her. Is that, um, is, that, is that all you're giving them? We're not... <laughs> just didn't get a name, didn't get a profession. Okay, fine. You go. Give give the info there. <laughs> no, we'll, just, we'll introduce her a bit when time comes, but we're going to be talking to Peo Michi, who is essentially an artist, graphic designer, all those good things. So we'll get into that Advocator. later. But, oh. Also a friend, even though I've only oh. met her once. I'd say she's a friend. That's enough. <laughs> I hope. Maybe. I hope she's not listening to this and be like, no, we're not friends at all. <laughs> um, but no, <laughs> she's really interesting. Not, no. <laughs> and she gives amazing insight into her career and all like just the obstacles she's faced to get to where she is, which is really inspiring. So Also as a person. As, as I said. Yes. Yes, yes. Before we get into this episode, though, I would like to oh. make an acknowledgement of country. Mm. Today, we'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal and Wurundji people, past and present, of the Eora and Wurrung Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which we are meeting upon today. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Yes. So, I hope you guys, um, if you're not from Australia, I really hope you guys... Do a little like um, research into why we do the acknowledgement of country and how important it is. But yes, you will be hearing that from now Even on. Even if you are from Australia, I feel like most Australians could, could benefit from doing a bit of Aboriginal history. Research. Yes. So, before so Theo, we, would you? Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the good stuff, um, well, no, I shouldn't say that. This is the highlight of the episode. But um, we of course <laughs> like to start each episode by sharing a review that we've received during the week. So if you would like to leave one, please head over to Apple Podcasts, chuck us a five-star rating, chuck us a little note. We appreciate it so much. But this week, it was a really good one, actually. I was tempted to send it to you straight away, and I was like, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll wait for the podcast. But it comes in from <laughs> Mr. Leo Grapefruit Fruit Space, John. Ooh, interesting um, <laughs> username. I love that. And they say... Amazing. I love the both of you so much. You both are so entertaining and I'm so invested in your guys' lives. I really love binging all these. You guys have quickly become my favorite comfort influencers. You two beautiful humans. Oh, 
Oh, that's too kind. <laughs> no, and I say that with like all of them because they do all hit. But like that, just like the last bit, the beautiful humans, like really pulling at the heartstrings there. Love being a comfort influencer because I <laughs> no, love. No, the- and like I feel like that's like well, you know, our brand is being like more of a conversation and having with friends. And like I love that we're that comfort and we're this like oh. there. We're not here to be political or to make you feel uncomfortable. We're here to just like be here for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find another word for comfort, guys. I'm really struggling here today. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it because I listen um, to like a few podcasts and they're all like good for different reasons. But then there's like one or two where it's like you just tune in and, mm. you know, you just get that You same just want to listen to, the, yeah, yeah people just you to know. make you like feel good. Like it's just a oh. feel good, oh. <laughs> you know, like it's a fi- oh. like, it's, it's one of those like type of things like a TV show, you know, the one that you always go back to just like <laughs> when you want just like nothing like too extreme or intense oh you just want something like laid yeah, back that's like that's like us oh. <laughs> <laughs> just us hoping ourselves up um one you can always no, it's go funny back to super reliable they just like make you feel so good about yourself <laughs> that's us. no we actually got another review I, like i think we should save it but like because we've got oh. um a notification on our emails from like reviews from other countries did you see that there oh. and we got a review from germany what, what? <laughs> Wait, yeah. no. Wait, should I read it out? No, don't we need to say it? I don't think we'll go on for next <laughs> week. But Whoa. no, from Germany. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's from Germany. We, like It was Hold in the up. email inbox. Maybe because I checked it, it didn't come up like as a new notification. Yeah, you always be checking these emails. And I, I don't see anything. <laughs> but from Germany. Yeah, yeah. I think that's our first German review so welcome i think it's our first german review too um really great though it was a cute little review um but we'll save it just in case for that week <laughs> when we don't, we don't little fun. teaser for next week's review of the week segment <laughs> stay tuned but theo how have you been what have you been up to well funnily enough we are both now in lockdown uh, so yes <laughs> you I'm should feel bad I, why <laughs> Because you were like laughing and being like, ha it's your turn. And um, now we're both here. No, I truly was. The karma came back to bite me. I'm sure you quite enjoyed that. Literally last week, I was like, finally, New South Wales, they're getting their turn. Locked up. <laughs> and then you guys had to throw some COVID over at us. Yeah. I'm, I'm just really disappointed in like the whole Australian government, but like also just like how... Gladys has handled all of this. Gladys, whatever her name is, Gladdy, whatever they like to call her. <laughs> um, no, yes, we are both in lockdown. Um, you'll probably be out of it before me, let's be honest. <laughs> you, you guys will be there for like six months. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like not kidding. I probably will be. I've been... Uh, anyway, I've been like, so when they first started restrictions, mm. I just thought they were like Melbourne restrictions, right? So I went into like full lockdown. Like yeah. I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm just walking places. She's like, I've got Turns my out toilet everybody paper was, stock. I've yeah, got my pasta. Legit. Turns out everybody else was like shopping and like living their best life and still having friends over. <laughs> yeah, but are they supposed um, to? I think you, yeah, I think no, they were just well, like breaking no, the rules. No, no, no. At the start, oh. they like were allowed to because like oh. they, they were like small <laughs> restrictions. Like they still had like retail shops open and stuff. Well, I like had like been in the mindset that like we'd been we were like in like lockdown like Melbourne oh. is your like, doors are locked. Four. You've got your six months of supplies. So- <laughs> Yeah, like all you were allowed to do was exercise with like a couple of other people. That's like all I thought you could do. Like one, yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't the case. So I've been 
in lockdown like Melbourne is or always is for, I think this is my fourth week now. Third week, fourth week. Oh my gosh. Coming up to my fourth week. Whilst everybody else is like, this is their first week in like Sydney where they're actually being serious. And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No, true. Because I know New South Wales was getting a bit of slander for not being harsher on it. Mm, And now they've gone harsh. But like it's taken them this whole time. Yeah. Very quickly for people that aren't in Australia. Basically, New South Wales is one of the states and they've suddenly gone like out of control with COVID. And then mm. your numbers are still like getting more and more each day. You're, I think you're up to yeah, like 100 like a day. Yeah, we had like 111 last week, yeah. Except I um, forgot that we were getting 700 a day in last year, which is crazy. We're, true. As if we weren't like, I'm surprised. But also yeah. this one like is so much more contagious. Yeah. That I just don't understand. The whole thought process behind it, like I was saying even at the start of when they first like figured out it was like a Delta case, which the Delta strand of like COVID, not to get too much into COVID guys, oh. but the Delta strand is like the, like the most like contagious one. Like you, if you literally just walk past somebody, yeah. you could get it. No, um, this is... So it's being transmitted mm. really easy. And like people in Sydney are just so freaking entitled, especially like the Bondi people, which where the actual like cluster began and they're still like in hordes and masses of people. Anyway, I'm just really frustrated generally at like just like Scott Morrison and the Australian government though. Not to get political. 100%. But because How do America we are doing better than us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to Here when we, we were went... like the standard and we we're just kind of laughing at America being like, sucks. Yeah, and them. we were we were the ones that were like, yes, we are, we are doing it right. And now look at us, guys. Now look at us. Mm. Um, so it's quite embarrassing. Yes, I but am yes. confused as to why. Well, I know why because we didn't like order any, but the fact that we have like no vaccines, 4% or 5% of the country is vaccinated is wild mm-hmm. to me. So this is really and just going to be the cycle. For how yeah, long? Just continuously. Who knows? Who knows? Honestly, um, I, <laughs> oh God, it's not fun for me. Um, but how have you been, you've been locked down for how many days now? This is your first <laughs> like, day. <laughs> day number one? No, day number two. <laughs> no, so like king of loving lockdowns, I was not super stoked. I feel like it's been a little too recent since the last one. I'm like, mm, you've we like really? had a full, one, 180 turn. Truly, we, we had a lockdown a couple months ago and then. No, like a month ago and literally just eased out of it and straight back in. So I'm not super hot. It's supposed to be five days, probably will be extended. I mean, always love a few days of working from home. But even me, I'm like, it's a little bit tiring. Like I want yeah. a bit of more normality. But at the same time, it does just feel so normal and just routine yeah. kind of. Lockdown, let's go. Yeah. But I feel like it's also like, well, Sydney hasn't had it as much, but like for Melbourne, especially just going in and out and in and out is so like, it's just like, must be so like emotionally draining because you have to like Mm. quickly like change your mindset Mm. continuously instead of like, I remember last year in Melbourne being in that, like, I don't even know how long it was, like that lockdown that was really long, the longest one. Five months. Yeah. Oh my god! Was it, was it five months? I don't know. That's it was so long. Crazy anyway, it was. Um, like that was like after you kind of got used to it, it'd be fine and like you'd cope. Yeah. But like now that it's like okay, we're going in for a week, and then oh no, we're going back out, and you get to live your life again. No, we're going back in. Like that just it sounds exhausting. Like exhausting. yeah, and it's just weird because there's no kind of sense of preparing for the future kind of thing. Mm. It's just like okay, you have to. There's a bit of hesitation in everything you do because you know. That in the f- in a couple of weeks yeah. it's probably going to be something. You can book anything gonna- in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't plan stuff, which 
is maybe not that horrible. I don't know. It's just a weird kind of mindset yeah. vibe, the whole thing. And mm. 2021, it does feel like it... Oh, by the way, which me, we're halfway through the year. True, true, true. Side, we're more right? than halfway. No, it's crazy. Crazy. How are you coping four weeks in? Uh, Has it so been like the, the reflective first, like- <laughs> time you were hoping it was going to be? Self-growth. The first week... I was like, okay, like I was getting up really early, like at like six in the morning, going for a run and then for a really long walk. And like, you know, I was like, okay, I can deal with this. I was like, I Mm. can deal with this. I just get outside and exercise and that's really good for mental health. And I was being creative and I was all good. And then I, um, I've had this like pain in my back that I've just kind of been ignoring for months. Because classic me, I was just like, can't be bothered to deal with it. I was like, no, 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 it's fine. (laughs) It will like go away. Um, but finally, like, I went to, like, the GP before the lockdown. She just gave me, like, medication and it, like, didn't really help with anything. Well, I never got it filled out because it was just, like, pain medication. And I was like, I don't really... Anyway, (laughs) that was stupid. (laughs) It's gonna help you. (laughs) Anyway, I just, like, (laughs) I decided to go to, like, book a physio and it was just, like, at the start of lockdown or, like, the second week or first week in lockdown. And she's like, oh, yeah, it looks like you have, like, a pinched nerve because I had, like pain kind of going a bit like down my leg a tiny bit and I was kind of like oh okay I was like all right and she like you know massaged it and like um like gave me like exercises and then stupid me (laughs) classic me decides yeah 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 cool 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 I'm just gonna run every day and still go on like four hour walks and start exercising. So that's what I did. <laughs> this is the As perfect like, time to restart my exercising journey <laughs> to get fit and healthy. Well, well, okay, guys, you've got to put it into the perspective that I literally, if you, uh, this might not go up, but like if you've seen my room before on um, the past videos and stuff, it's literally a studio apartment. So I'm like in a box. With that's like the extent little, of it. Like, what you can yeah, see with- is what we're working with. <laughs> And then there's two little like rectangles on the side of a kitchen and a bathroom. And that's it. That's my whole place. And I was like, if I am not, if I'm not going outside and exercising, like, how am I going to survive? Like for my mental health, like I can't cope. I cannot cope. No. So I decided to just push through. And like, it was getting to the point where like, by the end or like middle, probably the middle of the walks, I was literally like nearly in tears because I was in so much pain. Right. And like. And, like, kind of, like, hobbling a little bit because I was, like, my back and, like, down my leg hurt Time so Time to much. get a walker. Anyway, I ha- <laughs> uh, get a little moped or something. No, but so <laughs> I had a, another appointment booked in for the physio and I go just after I've done, like, a two-hour walk and she checks me out. <laughs> and she's like, so it's turned into a bulging disc. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. Oh. Great. That's so great. So, like, the pain was going all the way down my leg. Like, it was, yeah, it was really stupid of me. So, she was like, Ali, like, um, I just want you to do, like, blocks, like, walk only, like, a block. Yeah. If you're going to go for a walk, do make it sure it's a block and, like, make sure, like, when you're sitting down, like, you're completely straight upwards and I need you to get a laptop stand oh. and, a, like, a keyboard and also, like, if you're laying down, you need to be completely straight. So here I am with all these like restrictions when I'm already restricted inside my house. Like, yeah, I will say I have have been seeing quite a few uh, lockdown walk stories over the last few days. (laughs) Well, okay, that's bad. I shouldn't Mm -hmm. be doing that. But um, no, I like it's like it's not like I have a couch to like sit like, you know, really hot vertically on. So it's like when I'm sitting 
I want to lean back on my pillows if I'm sitting on my bed. Um, not allowed to do that. If I'm laying down on my side, I can't have like an arm up. I have to oh. be like, like completely oh. <laughs> straight. There's yeah, sitting on beds things- would be the worst for that. Because you, yeah. the positioning is never like, yeah, no. Yeah. So it's literally, after I heard that, I literally came home, called my mom and burst into tears. And this was just before, um, just before they were, Victoria was shutting down their borders to New South Wales. Mm. And I was already freaking out. Cause I was like, I don't know if I can handle this lockdown, like in this box. So like, I like <laughs> full on cried. Like I was like just a mess. Cause I was like, I can't even go for like walks and like my walks, I just go around the block once and then I come back. And then like in another hour ago, like that just doesn't seem sustainable. So, yeah, no. that was really hard. And I had, like, a week where I was just kind of freaking out and some other, like, personal stuff was happening, which was really hard. Um, and then I, this week, <laughs> I felt a little bit better. So, I've just <laughs> oh. <laughs> been deciding to go on a walks and, pl- like, the, the other day I played basketball for, like, five hours, which, like, in hindsight probably Sounds wasn't the awesome best the thing. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, I just am so desperate. And, like, you really don't – you don't kind of put it into perspective how important it is to get outside until, like, you're limited to it. No, I mean, and that really is practically the only thing you've got. So, like, I can see how important that would be. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that kind of put me into a whirlwind where I wasn't coping. And, like, now I'm coping. Like, I mean – Sometimes if I do too much, I get myself into a, like a bit of pain. But like I'm okay now. Like slowly, hopefully, getting better. Just seeing the physio like every week, she's taking mm. me up. I'm trying to cope. Zooming a lot of people. Yeah, you've been for pre-lockdown. I was like, damn, this girl's got a big, busier schedule than me. I'm like, okay, when should we record? And she's like, oh, I've got like a Zoom date tonight, and I've got like seeing my friend tomorrow night, and my other friend the next night. I'm like, bruh, what the? Well, when I like, when social I've got life nothing to, when I've got nothing to do, it's really hard. But like before, like now, I'll feel a bit better asking. But before, like I think the main thing that was stressing me out was that like. I didn't want to like contact any um, Melbourne people because I was like, you guys have just come out of lockdown and I don't want to be like, hey, can I call you? Hey, can I do this? Because like <laughs> you guys like are like outliving your life and like finally like getting that time. And I was like, I didn't want to be like a burden. So I was just like, I'll just suffer in pain. So that was like a week of where I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sad. I have like no contact with anybody. And then I've been like tempted with like, a past hookup to like come over because oh. you're allowed a, like a companion, you know, you're allowed like a relationship partner. Oh. Um, <laughs> but guys, I refused it because I realized oh. that like that would just be me going back to last lockdown, like coping oh. through like is this that. And I just didn't want that. Is you know? this one I just, of the like, guy numbers one to four? I'm not going to say anything. Um, okay. But my, I like all I'm going to say is that like, like that was last night, right? He like wanted to come over. And I, like, found it, one, really hard to refuse, even though, like, I did, like, part of me, like, no, I didn't want him to come over. I didn't. But then part of me wanted him to because, like, I wanted company because I'm, Mm. like, alone all the time. Yeah. But then, like, I didn't actually want 
him to come over and I didn't really want to do anything. Sure. Which was really interesting to reflect on how last year and how my headspace has changed because last year I was just like in lockdown and I would just like be like, yeah, because I just didn't want to be alone. Whilst like now I'm like just sitting through the feelings of being alone, which is freaking hard. But mm. yeah, that's just my little update. Not too interesting. <laughs> Well, speaking of your love life, it's been a little while. <laughs> just gives me the side eye. It's been a little while. What's uh, what's the go? Have life. we have we considered like um, doing some Zoom dating? Are we <laughs> is guy number four on the card still? Oh, um, okay, 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 okay. I feel like I ha- I like have to give updates just because like why not? Me too. The people are thinking this guy's just. These people have just dropped Disappeared. off the Disappeared. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, guy number four, like, we're still talking and stuff like that occasionally. Like, it's just not as much as we were. And I think it's because, like, obviously we can't, like, plan and, like, see each other. You know what I mean? And, like, some people, they just like to, like, talk with, like, the intention, like, talking and then, like, being like, okay, let's, like, meet up in a couple of days. So, like, we've kind of talked about it and I brought up the fact where, like, I was having, like difficulties of like not knowing like kind of stressing about where I like um Mm. not wanting to waste his time basically and I say that because like I was like I'm also so confused in my own head that like I was like I just wouldn't want to like hurt anybody or like waste somebody's time so you weren't because last time we kicked off you guys obviously had that date which seemed to be pretty positive but you weren't really certain well no i like i it was really positive yeah but i just have been kind of like uncertain um because i was like i just don't know and i don't you know i'm an overthinker as everybody who listens to the podcast knows so i was overthinking massively and obviously like i (laughs) i have trouble just letting things flow and letting things like just happen so but like i just tried to express to him like how i was feeling and he was really good like his response was just like like, Ali, like, just let's chill and, like, just see how things go. And, like, of course, lockdown, like, after lockdown, we'll catch up and stuff. But, um, yeah, like, we haven't been talking as much as we usually do, which is, like, chill, I think. Like, it doesn't really, like, bother me. Although I am, I've decided that I am somebody who, like, likes, I form, like, more, not not an attachment, but, like, can attach more, like, emotions and, like, feelings and, like, stuff obviously to when that people are like continuously communicating with me does that make sense Mm. so like because we haven't been communicating as much i've just kind of been like oh uh but like that's maybe just because we haven't been talking but do you think Um, if you if the interest was there from your end you would have been communicating more but i think it's also like both of us haven't been communicating a lot like it's not just because i haven't been yeah it's just like he's like we're both going through lockdown and like i think lockdown's difficult for people in different ways like i don't know you know how like when i get like low or like depressed i'm not saying that this is how he is like saying that he's low or whatever but i have i have a really hard trouble like responding mm. to people's messages or keeping up like lots maybe lots of people through lockdown find it really hard to like keep up communication with people because like there's not an intention no, i guess that that's true because you might soon. kind of think well you know lockdown we've got all these alternatives now like if you were you know, jump on Zoom, do like a virtual date or whatever, you can stay in contact. But I think lockdown does kind of, yeah, obviously we know it affects us mentally in terms of yeah. even just, even if it's like not super negative, just like changing the way we're wired and responding and exactly, how we're feeling and exactly. act. Yeah. But um, on the other, 
Love updates. I've been talking to a few other people. I've been back on dating apps. Oh, I hate saying it. Just back into it. it. Just back in the game. No, it's just because I'm like, I don't have anything else to do and I haven't committed to anybody. So why not? You know what I mean? Like why? Ali Bachelorette. (laughs) No, I'm seriously, let's do it. I'm so keen. Should we actually like, now like, that what else like, am I doing? Oh, yes, we're both in lockdown. Yeah, because I'm in Zoom. Yeah. Um. So, guys, if you actually want to say that, please, like, let us know because we could make that happen. Well, we if you have any friends that, that would be, like, good for Ali or if you would be <laughs> good for Ali, hit me Let's up. Let's have a Zoom day, a Zoom speed to... day. I feel like that's a vibe. Yes. Um, Okay, Ali Bachelor. Okay, but really no, okay let's actually let's like flesh this out though for a second. Okay. Would you? Would you just like have your camera off and just be like <laughs> sitting there? <laughs> like, um, how would this work? Or would you be like moderating it and like asking us questions and like stuff like that? Like, what would be the no. go? <laughs> That's a good point. Like, like, what do we actually do? Um, I, yeah. So, I, or, would I, or would I just record our date and like no. then like. Oh. Then you'd hop on after the call. That's a These good point. These are the point. real questions. No, I think I need to mm. be there. Yeah, I think you do too. But I think <laughs> what we would do is probably no more than like six guys. Oh, yeah, no. That's even... Six is a lot. <laughs> six is a lot. <laughs> Maybe like five. No, no, six is a good number because we want some like dispensable yeah, ones. No. We want some like wild cards that definitely no goes. And we'd like start with everyone on and mm. do like... All at once. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's a vibe. I love <laughs> so, that. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, we need to flesh out the format, but I think they're yeah. all on and then you might get like one-on-one time with each and then you could like choose someone for a full... Yeah, Ooh, well, I'm, yeah I'm wondering is, how this could, works They could the be all on and then you ask like a question and whoever's answer is like the best, I could be like, oh, I like that answer. And then they get rewarded by having like a one-on-one, quick one-on-one with me or something like that. Yeah, and we can do some sort of challenge yes. wondering how we'll, we'll, we'll get out guys but let us know if you want it and if you have any candidates <laughs> yes if you've got a candidate oh, no, send this them is perfect through. timing we'll do like a, we should do like a survey um oh. or like a little a call sheet or something is it a call sheet i don't know i'll put it on my instagram no but like no i've been talking to a couple of guys who are just like really nice and like get along with them a lot one guy I think I'm doing, or both, there's two guys that I think I'm doing like a Zoom call with soon, which oh. might be interesting. Oh, yes. So we'll see how that goes. We'll that see how seems that goes. really awful. Like the idea of Zoom, <laughs> da- Zoom dating. Maybe if you like, you're already dating someone, or like you, mm. you know, you're in that. This goes back to what what is the phrasing for this? Because when I just said you're dating them, it makes it seem more serious. But you know, you're already seeing someone. I feel like mm. a Zoom's chill, but for a first. Like, Zooms are awkward enough with people you know. <laughs> well, I think I'm just, yeah, not to, like, toot my own horn, but I was talking to a friend on, like, Zoom about it the other night because um, I told oh, him that Zoom I might queen. be doing this. Yeah. And he was, like, I guess he was just, like, oh, I guess, like, you're really personable and, like, easy to talk to because we were talking about how, like, I was, like, yeah, most of the dates I've never really had a bad date except for, like, the sexual assault on. Sorry, mm. just to throw that out there. And um, also the one up here with that one guy who was, he was so boring and he just talked at me. Um, oh, when you're at the bar, yeah. And like those are the only two interactions with like guys when I've like communicated with them that have been like bad. So like I think I'm the common denominator and I try and make <laughs> things like less awkward. <laughs> what is... Like, random side note, what is your process for you're talking to someone on Tinder? Like, what is the guidelines or checklist for determining whether they get a date? Well, 
usually like banter like they have to be able to mm-hmm. hold a conversation like the conversation has to flow it can't just be like hey how are you i'm good how was your day blah blah, blah. it has to be like we've got to have talking points like something where like we're both like talking and like you know it's yeah. like interesting then after that they like have to actively also ask me questions because sometimes like lots of guys on these dating apps i've noticed i'll like ask them a question and then they'll just answer like with like a couple words and then just leave it and then I just like respond to that. Weird, and then if it's they don't ask me a question, <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me, like is this like not a mutual, Maybe the- <laughs> a mutual deal? They're just coming on because they're like they want some like companionship and someone to show them attention. Yeah, they just want somebody um, to be interested in them or something. They don't want actually yeah. to get to know the other person. But I feel like that's weird because if they're not interested and they're like trying to make that known by being short, surely you just don't respond or you. Don't swap in the first place. Yeah, well, no, I don't. Usually, I don't. I mean, like usually, well, exactly. It's so (laughs) weird. But then usually after that, if it gets like, and we're talking a lot, then either like if they haven't asked yet, I'll be like, hey, what's your like Instagram so we can talk there, or like what's your like something so we have another platform to talk on, which like is good. Or if they ask, if they ask me for my Snapchat, I'm suddenly no. I'm like no, Mm -mm, that's not a vibe. Really? As soon as a guy asks for your Snapchat. For one, I don't even use Snapchat anymore, like ever. No, like it's not yeah. my vibe. For two, as soon like Snapchat's just like a fuckboy thing where like you just want to like be sexual or like send pictures or like it's like you don't actually want like an actual conversation because like when have you ever even with friends actually have like ongoing running conversations through Snapchat? You don't. No, it's, it's the not worst. not a place. So I mean, like, I guess as soon the as they say that, fun I'm aspect like, no. of, like doing a little photo as well, but. But, like, I can do that on... I can do that on Instagram if I want to send a photo. I send photos on Instagram. I send photos on Messenger sometimes. Yeah, no, Snapchat would be a red flag too. Like, besides the fact that it might suggest that they're just there for the wrong reasons. If someone's asking for your Snapchat, it's like, why... Why is that your go-to yeah. messaging platform? In like, this day also, and age? like, it, yeah, it's sad. It really is. Um, show me where they <laughs> are, like, emotionally, <laughs> um, emotionally, mentally. It shows me where they're at if I ask for my Snapchat. <laughs> um, but yes, I really like respect. Yeah, when they just like want like an actual other place to talk to me on, because that means they want to like further progress the conversation in a better way which is always good Mm. and then to vet out that we just talk for a while and if i'm like i'm a type of person who sucks at texting and everybody who knows me knows this like i always like with friends and i'm like yeah with friends and everything i'm like just call me just call me or like send me voicemails i cannot (laughs) text like for one like i suck at reading like i can't Mm. read emotions and like things off text two people take my test text really dry or maybe i'm just a really dry texter probably the latter um <laughs> it still takes three, everything in me whenever when she like, sends just a, <laughs> her favorite tagline is just okay and i'm like just 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 bad at texting. i know you're She's always like, like are you okay and i'm like no i'm like just like okay like yes okay like, okay I'm um okay. yeah and then when i get like comfortable with a guy i'll send like voice notes lol and i don't even care oh i like usually oh. yeah usually in the first voice note oh. i'm like oh i'm sorry if you hate this but like i can't be bothered to I can't bother to text anymore. Jeebus. Like, I'm just going to send a voice note. Because I hate texting. I hate it. So, yeah. <laughs> and then after a while, if it, it's going really well, then I'll be like, hey, like, want to get coffee? Like, if out of lockdown, I'd be like, hey, want to get coffee? Or, like, do you want to? Oh, usually they'll do that too. Mm. But then when the Zoomers come up, I put on my story, 
a couple of like a week ago or so like who's up for like a zoom and like card wine night and like yeah. one of the guys i was talking to he replied to that was like yes like oh, this is my application that's an easy way of doing it. yeah yeah, and then to just this other guy, like now in my like bio for at the moment for dating apps, I have like let's zoom and zoom and wine. I like mentioned something about that, so they're like then like they'll yeah. bring that up. But yeah, that's mm. my dating checklist or like what is it called? That's my dating timeline type of thing. You know the process. Steps. So well, good luck. I'm excited then, to hear about it. Yeah. Oh, can yeah, you like record excited. it? And we can like put little snippets in. No, okay. <laughs> no, because no, unless they've like certain like they've been like prefaced about like the Bachelorette or like yeah, yeah, that sure. it's going to yeah. be on the podcast, then like I'm not going to put the recording in. Like I'm like, going to talk about it. it's my life, but I'm not going to actually like. No, no, yeah, let, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah. Okay, so I think it's time we get to our interview with Peo. Yes, who is anxiously sir. waiting. In the <laughs> just kidding, we recorded this already, but no, she's in the what's it called when you're like side of stage? What are those things called? She's in the she's in the oh, they've got I've, they've got there's a word, yeah. Um, it's the curtains, she's in the side, mm. cu- not the side curtains, she's, she's in the wow, oh, well, she's in the waiting room. It's not room. just me <laughs> this time. No. What is that called? In the she's off stage, she's, she's off stage, <laughs> she's behind the curtain, ready to be revealed. <laughs> No, but this is Peo Michi, um, who've been discussing getting on for quite a while, so I'm super excited. She is South African. She moved to Australia, I think, when she was very young, so we might get into that, but does artwork, which is very centered around um, like kind of race, uh, LGBT, her experiences in those things, all that kind of stuff, and you met her, right? Yes. I actually, the reason I wanted to get her on and write, like, I got to reach out to her was that I was at a shoot and I met her and like we talked and I was like oh my god you have to come on the podcast because like she told me like a little bit about like what she does and she just seems so like easy to talk with like we only met once but like she was so bubbly and charismatic and I was like you've got to come on like this is you sound perfect for like being a young person and doing all these creative endeavors um so that's why and very different I know that's why we have artists before Actually, we Moop, not. Mooptopia was a bit of an arty vibe. Oh, yes, yes. But, but, um, her thing, yeah. Haven't like spoken to her in a while, obviously, just been keeping up with her socials. So it'd be so good to just have a chat with her in general, let alone share her experience and her life with the rest of you all. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> that did not work. Um, yeah, guys. Now um, to but Peo. yes, Enjoy. now here's Peo. Okay, guys, we are back and we are joined and so happy to be joined by Peo Michi. Peo, how are you? So good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. It's been a long time waiting and we're so glad to have you here. Yeah, I wish I could have come to Sydney and, you know, and like filmed it with you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do one next time. Next time I'll be back in Melbourne. We can have a one-on-one face-to-face. Um, you know because it's like i met you and then you're like mm. Bye. I, know. I moved to sydney now true, true, true. i was like oh like this could be cool i've got a friend and then i was like next week i'm actually like moving <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's it's cool we've got you here now <laughs> yeah and we've yeah. been wanting to talk to you for quite a while because i remember when ali met you maybe you guys can like get into that story bit she came back to me and she's like theo we i just met this person we have to talk to her she's awesome <laughs> so so glad it made it happen yes well yeah Finally. it's so funny i I met, I guess, the both of you before you met me 
because I really? saw you on TikTok trying to convince her not to send a drunk text. Oh, and then they oh, about that. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, they wow, sent so an alley, and I was like, mm, it's a TikTok. Next- oh. like, it's her. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so when you met her, did you recognize that from that video? Yeah, we got we actually oh. talked about it, didn't we? I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. Because yeah, I was like, I was oh, yeah, just I'm a like- lighting girl on a shoot, you know? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're the celebrity. <laughs> not at all not at all <laughs> but more on you we usually like to start off our interviews mm. by asking what does a day in the life of you look like what do you do what oh. how do you start your day how do you end it uh okay <laughs> i merely start my day like midday um, I sleep in really late. I just like have trouble waking up. <laughs> the benefits <laughs> of being a creative though, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was a morning person, but it's like even when I try to wake up early, it's like I'm just like in a zombie daze, like mm. like for a while anyway, you know? So I'm just kind of like, I just need the extra hours. So you may as well just sleep through it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, by the time I do wake up, it's usually like, my cat has been sitting patiently at the side of my pillow, like <laughs> waiting for me to feed her. Like she is so patient. I've lived with past cats who were just like, you know, would like bite mm-hmm. you if <laughs> they want what them. they want. Yeah, they usually do things in their own time. So I'm quite impressed that she's just sitting there waiting. Yeah, she's a chiller, straight chiller. But um, yeah, and then usually after that, like I guess like I'll get up to eat, I'll check like my phone you know I so which is does, I, is it blowing up that's what I've got to ask I have to cut in here does your yeah. phone consistently blow up I see your TikToks I see your reels I see your Instagram surely like you open your phone that's a good and question what notifications do you have on if any I yeah. yeah so I have long since turned off all the notifications because yeah it's like otherwise it would I, I wouldn't be able to see anything like I I turned them off back when I had like 10,000 followers because I make a post I usually like post right before bed and then like go to sleep and then wake up and then like look through everything that happened last <laughs> night <laughs> <You're> like, <"Yeah." laughs> um, but it started just becoming like there were just too many notifications that was just like okay I have to turn off <laughs> notifications because I can't like look at like my text messages anymore and just like see like when or what happened and you know over 200 thousand followers is that right yeah yeah over wow. 200 thousand followers um I got like a really big kick last year during the BLM stuff like I got right. like 50,000 followers in that oh, one wow. month because one of my art pieces went really viral and kind of the controversy around it because like Instagram deleted it for hate speech. Classic. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, classic. Yeah, um, it got deleted for hate speech because it said ACAP. Right. <laughs> well, we love that. It, yeah. It's just funny. I just made a little story just being like, this happened. Isn't this just so exhausting everyone? And then like went to bed. Next day I wake up, I'm just like, something happened because <laughs> <laughs> my phone's like acting weird. And yeah, I saw that like lots of people shared it, like some pretty notable figures had shared it and people were like, hey, yeah. I just saw your piece like on so-and-so story and on this person's story, you know? And I was just like, 
I mean, it's exciting now, but back then, like, you know, it's during BLM. So I was like in mm-hmm. no emotional capacity, like no, to no, process no, yeah. any of that. So I was just like, whatever, fuck Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of like your creativeness and like when you produce mm. art, is that usually a nighttime thing? Like obviously you sleep in. Does your day yeah. end with you? pushing out art like yeah because i'm also trying to think of what i do during the day and it's like usually i just bullshit around you know (laughs) (laughs) like my day and then like by the time it's like 9 8 p.m that's when i'm like i'm bored let's like let's draw you know it's usually Mm -hmm. a thing of like i don't have any plans tonight to go out so (laughs) i'm gonna just like draw because like i i just like get pretty antsy not being productive and not drawing which is so different from how I used to be because I used to be such a big procrastinator I used to like never draw now it's usually just like if I'm not doing anything I'll draw and now I use drawing to procrastinate other things <laughs> in life but at least like now that that's your like career so at least you're being productive while procrastinating so you know best of both worlds there yeah and I I, I end up staying up really late to like 2, 3 a.m., which is usually then, yeah. So, like, I just, like, have a pretty late day, late start, and then late end. Okay, well, that explains the early morning grogginess then. <laughs> yeah. Like, looking at a, because I work on a tablet, you know, looking at a tablet for, like, hours five hours, <laughs> you know, straight, like, definitely it has, like, its effects that I think is, like, also adding to, like, the next day me feeling like crap. <laughs> <laughs> First thing I wake up. Next question I have. Obviously, um, if people don't aren't familiar f- with who you are, who are you? What do you do? Oh. Like, how would you describe yourself? What What's oh, your little thirty second pitch? Catch, cr- yeah, your pitch for yourself. Oh. Well, catchphrase, <laughs> but you're not a cartoon oh, character. I usually I usually lie about what I do. One time I was in Uber <laughs> and he asked what I did, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm a dental assistant." I was not prepared for how many questions this guy had about dentistry. <laughs> I was like, I usually lie because I have less like conversation with people if I say something normal, Simple. you know? Yeah. That but guy, then he, he's like, so like, how does a root canal work? Like he's like, and what happens here? And you're like, oh my God. Actually, you know, and he's like, what's your salary rate? You know, like, do you think I can get into it? And I was like, follow your dreams, man. If I can get into dentistry, so can you. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's out there being a dentist right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I said I'm on the right track. Um, exactly. I guess my pitch. So I'm a Black queer artist. I make art centered around relationships between queer women and people. Uh, and I post and, and mostly prolific on Instagram and other social medias like Twitter or TikTok, mm-hmm. I guess is how I'd, how I'd sell myself. And it's Illustrator. Like you use illustrations, right? On As you said, on your tablet, the, you're on your iPad or tablet. IP- I don't know what you particularly use, like for five hours a day. But we we did some research. Not gonna lie, oh. we like we looked you up. <laughs> stalked yeah, you. <laughs> we did. We did. We did a little bit of a song. <laughs> we found out you started I'll at call eleven. Research. Okay, yeah, oh, research, I'll, I'll research. Call researching now. <laughs> <laughs> eleven years old. 
you started, right? We, on the iPad, on a tablet? What? I mean, yeah. How did that I'm actually kind of freaked what out. What is your sauce? <laughs> what, what else do you know about me when I was 11? Snuck into your house while you were sleeping, went through your cupboards. Read your diary. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I was, like, always drawing as a kid. Like, back then, it was, like, pen and paper. I would just, like, I just watched so much TV when I was a kid. Like, I was, like, really into cartoons. And, and then, obviously, after that, I got really into anime. And so I would just, like, draw my own characters, like, draw myself as my own. I, I was basically creating OCs before I knew what OCs were, <laughs> you know? And then, yeah, when I was in um, high school, I think it must have been the start of high school. So I guess I was, like, 13 or whatever. My dad went to Aldi. And he, my dad loves Aldi. Gotta you know? love Aldi. Who like, doesn't? Gotta love Aldi. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Praises Aldi. He, um, and he came back one day and he was like, um, oh, honey, you know, you like to, you like to draw. Did you know that there's this, like, they call it a tablet and you can draw <laughs> on your computer with it? Oh. Because I think before that I had messed around with, like, drawing on MS Paint and on my phone. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, my dad came back with this, like, yeah absolutely crappy drawing pad from Aldi but I was like so ecstatic you know like and like literally like yeah like he probably like never realized but he set me on this path you know when he came home one day and just saw that this this little drawing tablet Aldi and it had the word drawing on it and he was like oh my daughter likes to draw (laughs) no that's (laughs) really cool so were your parents or family really always very kind of on board with your whole creative artistry um design drawing kind of thing yeah no my dad (laughs) you know it's always like stop dad you're embarrassing me but like don't stop you know like (laughs) they always show it's like don't stop keep praising me (laughs) yeah like he like show my drawings to people you know i'd be like he'd be like look at uh look at what she did you know like you can tell that it's like pretty advanced because like she put like (laughs) shading in you know like really like talked up my stuff and like I yeah and I would I'd be like so embarrassed but also be like thank you yeah (laughs) it was so encouraging it was like really encouraging and when I was like graduating high school and I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do you know like I don't know where I'm gonna go my dad just always always like believed that I would go somewhere with art, you know, like my whole mm-hmm. life. He, he just always awesome. thought like I would go somewhere with art and I was super talented. And, you know, it was like <laughs> at times it was kind of annoying because it was just like, I'm not that good dad. I'm not going to get anywhere with it. You're putting too much pressure on me. You're <laughs> so <thing>. positive. <laughs> You're too positive. supportive. You're too supportive of the arts. <laughs> but no, like, and yeah, and since, and since like things have like, yeah, blown up for me and I've become independent, you know, like he's just like, just been as like supportive and he, he still to this day will show people my Instagram, you know, now he's just showing people my Instagram. I went back to my small town to, uh, to just visit him. And I went to, I went to the school he works at just to drop something off. I see my old primary school teacher because I grew up in a small town and I went to the same primary school that he now teaches at and stuff. And I went there to see my old teacher and she's like, oh, it's so good to see you. 
your dad showed us what you were drawing. It's very good. And it's just like, I just can't believe it. Like, I like in this small, tiny town where I grew up so closeted, my dad is showing this like lesbian shit off to my old year three teacher. That's that's so funny. Yeah. But it is it is interesting that you talk about the small town thing because I, I believe another bit of our stalking slash research. You grew up in rural <laughs> Queensland, right? Which is like traditionally very um not uh, open, open, not diverse. With anything. Yeah. yeah. Other things. What was that like for you? Who's kind of openly not what we might stereotype with rural Queensland? Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> to be expected. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's like really crazy growing up there and living here, and just like there's just like so many glaring differences like all the time I just experienced now as an adult from like what it was like just to live in Queensland like three years ago and what it is to live like here in like Melbourne now but like growing up it's just like I just grew up yeah really sheltered and Mm. I didn't have any of the language and the knowledge about queerness and race as I do Mm. now so like back then it was just like it was like a lot of confusion on my part growing up and a lot of like fear and anxiety because I could always like feel like I was like alienated from like the kids around me and I was different from them, but I never had the words or the capacity to express like, you know, the difficulty I was having. So it was just like, it was just like really lonely. I always just tell people it was like, it was a pretty, pretty lonely childhood. (laughs) No, there's like a closet, but like not even in the closet because it's just like I would even have to know I was gay. <laughs> right, yeah. That's so true. Cause like how would you how does how does one even know if they're not exposed to anything? If you're not exposed to people and who are part of that community, you can't identify with it. You don't know. So that's that must have been so difficult. But what no, led I, you- I grew up thinking that the lesbian meant ugly woman basically mm. you which know? is still such like, a stereotype yeah. Yeah. so ugly <laughs> yeah yeah it's still is, so yeah. prominent though where yeah. like in society like that's what is seen as lesbian and if you're like present more feminine as um one of our friends matisse talks about a lot mm. um you then receive a whole nother just chaotic mess of hatred <laughs> well yeah it was like it was kind of like a double whammy you know because it's that and then I'm also the only like black girl in like my whole grade and so it's like oh like everyone's calling me a man and a dyke because like I'm a weirdo who's like nervous to talk to boys and is obviously giving like queer energy but also I'm a I'm like a black girl. And so I'm not considered feminine and beautiful, especially, mm. you know, growing up in small Queensland where everyone's like a blonde white girl with blue eyes. Mm. So like, that's like the beauty standard all the time around me. So growing up around that, I just grew up feeling so ugly and, and feeling very unfeminine and, and yeah, just like hated so much about myself growing up. Mm. yeah as well from your artwork now which is obviously as you said very queer and ethnic based how did you end up to like 
being able to express yourself through that? Like, was is there a particular steps that you took or journey that led you to yeah, be able to true. be so open and forthcoming with who you are now and owning it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because, you know, people meet me now and they're just like, you're the gayest person I met. Or yeah. almost, you, <laughs> you grew know, up in I rural mean, Queensland? Well, you know, know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Matisse goes around introducing me most famous lesbian in Melbourne. <laughs> but it's like, I didn't like come out till like I was 21 a couple of years ago. You know, like I was um, like, before I came out, I was in like a very long-term serious relationship with a boy <laughs> who I was wow. living with. And yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, I guess like the journey started when I first moved out of my small town I went to Brisbane to study. Uh, I decided to study animation because I was like, oh, I like cartoons. Mm. And I found out that like there was this university that taught animation. I was like, oh, my God, that's what I'll do. Um, And yeah. And so then it was just like moving from my small my small town to Brisbane. I slowly started just like being introduced to like like more people. Like I met like, yeah, like people who were just like I'm bisexual. You know, and me being like, yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> what? Sure. Sorry. Walk me through that. <laughs> was that a culture, yeah. like a bit of a culture shock for you? When you're like, well, look at this whole new world and I've never seen anything quite like any of this? Yeah, yeah. It, it was a very culture shock, you know, because it was just like, you know, it was kind of like a country girl moving into the big city with all these city slickers, you know, and <laughs> they got these fancy titles like bisexual you know <laughs> um but then like you know I met my I met like my boyfriend then and we yeah and then we became a couple a very serious couple and we were together all through university but during that time I was kind of like you know what like what sometimes <laughs> like you know admire the beauty of a woman you know like <laughs> Maybe like, you know, I'm not completely straight, but then I graduated university and I got offered a job here in Melbourne as a uh, junior animator. And so did my boyfriend at the time. So we moved down here together, relocated down to Melbourne together and lived together. And then that's when I really got exposed to a lot of different people, but also Mm. like, you know, um, in my animation course, I was also like the only black girl And so when, you know, when I came to Melbourne, I just like, I finally started making, you know, I I decided like, I want to make, I'm tired of being around white people, basically. (laughs) I'm an animator, you know, I grew up in a white town, I studied, I studied at a white school and now I'm working a white workplace, you know, like if I'm going to. Most of the stuff you were creating white too, like as in like the characters and stuff, I feel like if that's all you're surrounded by, you're going to create white characters and all we see really is white characters Mm. in cartoon and in in animation. So it's hard to Mm. get out of that. No, I was actually working on one project where like one of the feedback notes we got was like, oh, can you line the skin color of this one character? You know, <laughs> like it, it happens, you know, like that's what the industry is like. But yeah, I, I just I yeah, I started just like branching out and like kind of coming out of my shell because I also like was like, oh, I've been in this relationship since I was 18. 
you know, I'm in this new town. I don't know anyone. I'm in this new city. I don't know anyone. So like, I want to meet new people. And I just, yeah, kind of realized I just like had never come to learn about myself and really like gained my own independence. And, you know, and so like, yeah, I ended my serious relationship was like, you know what, I'm dating women now. I'm just going to do that. And um, I'm just going to start like making my own friends and making and meeting people. And yeah, yeah, it was just kind of like, I mean, it was hard. Like I went through like a, like Mm. a really severe depression and like was very, uh, (laughs) as like all of those things would like cause just anybody. Mm. Yeah. It was like, it it was the roughest year of my life. It was very chaotic and messy, but I, I rediscovered art because like, yeah, I hadn't really been drawing, but I was so depressed. I was like, I have nothing to lose, you know? So like, why not draw and post? Because before then I was always like afraid to post because I was like, my art's not perfect enough. It's not good enough. I, I'm too embarrassed and too ashamed to like share it, you know? But when you're depressed, you're just like, fuck it. you are like what have i got to lose what do i have to lose (laughs) basically it's like nothing left to lose you know like i lost my place i lost my boyfriend i lost my work i have no friends and i'm gay now (laughs) what else is there to lose (laughs) um and yeah and that's when i started drawing like i guess like yeah i I started drawing girls and stuff and because i guess like Cause you know, I guess for me, it was like coming out of the closet or whatever was, was overall pretty negative and bad. So I guess mm. like through my art was how, cause you know, my art's very positive, you know, it's very positive or very funny, playful and yeah. like playful, like depictions of queerness, you know, cause it's like, isn't it enough gay tragedy out there yeah. <laughs> and in real yeah. life? And that's how I felt, you know? And so my art, became that avenue I explored and then just like incidentally like as I started posting online more and more people were just like I love this this is great and I was like oh that's really encouraging I guess like I'll keep going with this you know there was like no plan to like for my art to go anywhere or do anything you know I was just like too depressed Mm. to get a new job so it's just like I'm just gonna live I'm just gonna run out my savings (laughs) <laughs> and um and then and uh, for the best yeah and then <laughs> then who knows what but then like yeah it was just like I just started getting more attention online uh from from the continuous posting you know and then people were like hey like can we commission you for this piece and like you know and like hey like we'd love to work for you with this you know so like yeah it was just kind of like it was just yeah happy mm. accident you know it was just like well no yeah. i don't think they got called it accidents because you put the work in you know what I mean? like <laughs> yeah. you went through it the <laughs> hours like spent on those fell into your lap. and now like accident what? you're like yeah uh, accident. <laughs> I spent know, seven like, hours on a piece i just i just know the mess and disaster i was back then that to mm. me i'm just like whoa Thank goodness that all turned out well, you know, like, Mm. (laughs) you know, like I was couch surfing for a long time and binge drinking and other stuff. I don't know if I can say on the podcast. You can say anything. We're very very open. (laughs) Things are like bleak and but like somehow art like was just like 
yeah, it just became this lifeline I didn't know I needed because it wasn't it wasn't even like I was trying to like dig myself out of that hole, you know, but it was just like it just was becoming more and more of this positive thing in my life that like everything I was doing to sabotage and self-destruct before just like started falling by the wayside you know and then like Mm -hmm. through my art like I started meeting people again and connecting with queer people connecting with POC people and it was just like it was just like oh wow like I'm happy again you know like Mm -hmm. when did that happen (laughs) (laughs) hang on like did I fall asleep like have I been asleep for a couple years (laughs) (laughs) no that's amazing to hear and like not that like anybody should go through the struggle but to like hear that it is so possible to just come out of it and succeed is amazing. So Yeah, yeah. No, I hate I do hate the trope of like, oh, you struggling artist, you know, tortured yeah. artist, you know. <laughs> but it's like, uh, I guess it did work out for me. <laughs> do you think for you like the most like healing aspect of, of it was the fact that you enjoyed doing this so much or that you like allowed to express how you're feeling through the art? Or was it like the fact that people were um, kind of giving you positive feedback and responses to it or that I guess for a lot of people were probably finding themselves in that and therefore saying like, this helped me so much because I found myself within your art was like that aspect of inspiring people. Yeah. I think it was just, it was the reconnecting with people mm. because, because yeah, I, I felt so isolated in my life and alone and unable and, you know, like I, I struggled to reach out and be vulnerable with people anyway. So it was like when people started interacting with me, basically through my art and being like, this is great and this is wonderful. You know, it was kind of like indirectly, like I was like taking aboard that like positive feedback, you know? And so it was yeah, just like, right. it was just like, yeah, we like really re- rebuilt like my own self-esteem and my self-worth because people were like wow this is great and I and like I see myself in this you know and yeah and like you you should keep going keep making more you know and it was just like yeah okay you know like this makes me feel good and I don't have to drink (laughs) yeah it probably gave you like a very legit sense of value in that being like wow people are finding like really positive things from this work that I'm doing yeah no that's really cool so apart from art of course we've done on I can't keep saying this we stalked we've stalked and we're gonna say it (laughs) but you also have like done modeling and we did a little bit of research and you said we've got like a little <laughs> read a little quote <laughs> at 12 10 p.m <laughs> on Thursday like, April 8th you said I'm afraid to see this file you have on your <laughs> <laughs> no but um, you mm-hmm. like coming off like you talk about a bit in like some recent articles or things like oh. that about oh. being racially ambiguous and how that kind of led to you modeling and how like that then put you kind of into that field. But I know that can be really tough because then you never know where you stand. People are always assuming your ethnicity and mm. yada, yada, yada. But um, do you, do you think that's affected your art 
and will end your headspace, I suppose. That's what my question is. I mean, it's pretty mm. interesting that, yeah, you bring, bring up the mulling thing because it's like I've done it like time to time just because like the the paycheck was too good to, to, to turn <laughs> up. <laughs> but um, I don't like, yeah, I don't actively pursue that or do that because like I'm so like, yeah, I feel like ambiguously racial, ambiguous that it's just like, I don't like what the intention and meaning could be behind of me being like hired on the set, you know, especially when it's like, if I was hired and there wasn't like another black woman hired, yeah, I would be like yeah. appalled, you know? So mm. it's, it's why I don't do mine because I'm just like, um, you never that know as space, well. I don't want to take it up at all, you know, because mm. I'm like, no, we need darker and natural and, like just like other kinds of black women in that space. And like, you know, there's too many bitches that look like me, you know, too many skinny, <laughs> light skinned. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel like that's that such like, like a... Every fucking second comment I make is like, you look like Doja Cat, you know? <laughs> the amount of times that people like um, associate me with like another like black or mixed person I'm like I look nothing like them but yeah. and then you like at the beginning I used to say thank you because I'd be like oh thanks and now like understanding it I'm like oh okay that is not a compliment that's just the yeah, only exactly. other person you know and you're trying to relate to me somehow yeah, um, it's like name the first three light-skinned black women you can think of. That's like who I've been called, <laughs> you know. So I'm just like, Ugh. like yeah. I don't think the modeling needs the modeling industry needs another one of me. So that's why I like art, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like I can draw diversity, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I can show the different faces of uh, le- lesbianism you know yeah that's so interesting you're like i don't see any black people being shown here let me do it myself let's like draw them myself i don't see like this queer representation let me do that myself yeah and like it's a really cool concept and you know and like there's always like room like and like you know like there's still even room for improvement with like my art you know like i definitely don't draw enough people of like diverse body types and of non-able people and it's like i go back to like my training of like of school and being an animator, you know, it's like they mm-hmm. teach us this one way to draw people, you know, and so so it's like, and like, yeah, I, I be I was like, it's like I had to teach myself, like you were saying before, it's like animation is just full of like white characters and stuff, you know, because it's like, yeah, that's what you learn to draw. Mm. And so like I had to teach myself to draw black women and black people you know like it's so like you've it's been like, conditioned conditioned yeah. so long to draw a particular type of person or situation that like to get out of that is so hard and like my follow-up question to what you've been talking about is like do you see a change like happening in the industry at the moment or do you like do you see it slowly moving forward like I know that you're like a massive part of this change like seeing queer ethnic people in animation but like are there many others people can be directed to like because I haven't seen any like definitely like I mean it's kind of interesting because it's like my background is in animation like I know like um like in the industry you know like like series and the people working on them like Craig's Creek and um oh why am I blanking on the name of it 
like they just introduced like a bisexual girl you know as one of the so like an animation I think I know like, which one you're talking about yeah I know <laughs> so no like this it's there's definitely a change in the growth and I I even like like attest my own success to that because like I feel like why my art did so successfully like those years those years back then was because like I was feeling a niche you know mm-hmm. people were like oh like lesbian art you know like this is niche like I think that is a good thing about the internet that like the internet does allow allow people far more to be like look I want to see see lesbians kiss you know and I want it mm. to be drawn and made by someone who's a lesbian <laughs> you know <laughs> so I'm just gonna find yep. that now you know and so I think yeah people like a lot more proactive and I think like the industry as well in a professional sense is also slowly changing to that more of my frustration isn't that like yeah there's a lack of like there isn't a lack of possible diversity out there I just know so many creatives you know I know so many POC people who are modeling who are creating art who are acting and like and doing all this and doing all this thing they're just like not getting the opportunities mm-hmm. or we're being like heavily censored online you know mm-hmm. which is like something I struggle with like even though mm-hmm. like I have a big platform like I still struggle with like being censored for hate speech all the time for criticizing the down. police or racism or it's so crazy because it's like the opposite of what all your stuff is about but it's been called out for yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. it's the fact that like the internet is supposed to literally be a place to share your free thoughts and apparently we have free speech apparently (laughs) then here you are (laughs) being censored um for stuff that's not even hate which is really you know i i know so many like sex workers who are like online out there being pro proactive and creating content but their shit gets deleted and their page gets deleted and it's gone you know so it's it's just the Mm. thing of like it's out there but right now it's more of a struggle of like platforms and these algorithms and stuff are censoring and like oh my god censoring and deleting and like obscuring you know all all this like great content and people they're out there you know like I don't think there's any lack of like oh you think there aren't enough people making this stuff it's like no like I know people who do this and create that you know it's just like it is so hard to get attention but also not get so much attention that you get deleted (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like consistently like walking a balancing beam like you Mm. you just can't do it perfectly sometimes well most of the time yeah Um, no like I yeah, I had to change my post to say defund the police. And then all my comments are like, you know, I wish you said abolish the police. And it's like, I, yeah, I want to abolish the police. But I if I, I say that, my, no one my will see this. Will be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's like these really, it's a really like, yeah, like, but yeah, fine line to toe where it's like, I have to be so careful. Like, yeah, I got in trouble the other day for using the word queer. So, oh, wow. even though I'm a, I, I'm a, Weird, page honestly. making queer content i can't use the word queer now anymore you know it's getting oh harder God. and harder to to exist wow. you this might be very hard especially insane. because you obviously haven't had it easy yourself but i know we've got a lot of kind of creative um 
listeners, like aspiring creatives slash also uh, people within the queer space, LGBT uh, plus, do you have any tips, advice, like anything you would say to these people that are rising and looking to someone like you who has found success, even if not easily um, in this space? Mm. Feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's really hard. No, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I try to make it your your best. Like, no, no, it's just, it's so funny, you know. I kind of had like a talk with a friend the other day who was just like, oh, I found like what really helps with my Instagram is if I like and save a post instantly, you know? Like, what do you find? Mm. And then they're like, and then they stop because they're like, oh, it's you, you know? Because it's like at this point, it's like, I have this luxury now where I don't have to try so hard to follow, to keep up with what the algorithm is or what the trends are anymore to be like, you know, like, oh, I got to do this now, you know, to like keep up with everything, to keep up with everything, you know? So, like, but I think that's the advice, like, that's the advice that you have already like given throughout this like talk, mm. like when you were in that dark place and when you really had nothing else, you turned to your creativity and you just let it be an outlet for yourself, which drew people to you. So it's like your authenticity that like really mm. created your platform and like doing what you love and making sure it's what you want to be doing. Brings, and maybe, yeah. Cause even brings sorry. everything. Together. Yeah. Even in that situation where you did say the um, ACAB, like Black Lives Matter content, which got taken down. Um, but you were just being authentic and true to yourself in that. And although it seemed negative because it got taken down, you were removed or whatever, it ended up such a positive situation for you. Mm. Yeah. Actually, yeah. That's probably the best thing it, I could say is like people definitely like people are drawn to something that feels like it has a personality that's personal. Mm. Pieces I find that do mm. really well these days are like, are like the comics I make kind of just like making fun of like how useless the gays are <laughs> or, you know, how, or like how like hard it is to date or like, you know, whatever, like those do really well. And I think it's just because it has like a really like human relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, like people have been in those scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Aspect felt to it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So I think it's being a, a creative, don't try to make something you think will appeal to the most people, but make something you think will relate to like people like you. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm at this point, I'm just like, well, I thought it was funny. And then I post it, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> and then people will be like, oh my God, that's hilarious. And then, <laughs> and then other people will be like, I don't get this at all. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, but like, that's where I'm at this point. And like, mm. I'm still finding success. So, so mm. I think at this point, it's just like, kind of don't be afraid to get weird with it. Maybe be like, mm-hmm. you know, this is a bit niche, but someone might find it funny yeah. you know <laughs> and i guess the best people can offer is like what their own what they know themselves and their own experiences and knowledge yeah and i think they'll be like a more active follower as well you know mm. like they'll be more likely the type of person who will share your stuff and save it and send it to other people than just being someone who is like oh yeah like i'll like that you know like i'll give that exactly. follow like you know like these days all the platforms are just about like wanting people to be on them as long as possible, you know, so that just, so they care about more about the most engagement around your, Mm -hmm. like around your post than they are about like how many followers you have 
or how many likes you have. It's like, do people like really like engage for a long time with this post? It's like how they send what they they care about. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so interesting. So what are your next steps? Do you have any, like, where do you see yourself Mm. moving on from here? Where do you see yourself going in your artwork? Where do you see your animation taking you? I think I definitely want to make another comic. I made a comic like two years ago now. It's crazy that it passed. Are they called zines? Am I getting that right? Zines. Zines. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't do enough. Oh, wait. I was thinking zines too, but now I'm thinking magazine. Like you don't call yeah. it zines. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's funny. Zines. Oh. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. No. Like yeah. I made like a like a re- like a Rizzo comic like zine thing because I do like this spooky like I have this and like it's sold thing. out not that we talked but it's sold <laughs> out <laughs> you yeah, straight yeah. away yeah and, like it's sold out it was like really successful it was like pretty funny too because I was just like I was just like so testing the waters I was like I've never made a comic before I never made anything Rizzo before so like I'm just gonna make like a like a funny story short little story and um and people can pre-order it so like I don't have to like you know like invest money into it like I mm. get the money of how many people want to copy and then oh, I'll send yeah. it out wow. and it was like really Business super successful <laughs> and so um I'm definitely just like oh I should I should make another another comic but you know this time like I'll put more effort into it <laughs> the, the last one was well, obviously like, the, last one was the just other one sexy. did really well it's just it's just like it was like eh, it's just like kind of sexy <laughs> this one is like maybe i'll like think of a story actual story <laughs> maybe i'll collab with a writer i'm not really a storyteller you know i'm more of a but i've seen your your little images they like within themselves even if they have like few words they have they show a story like the one with the girls where they're at the sleepover that's a really cool one. Oh my <laughs> and the one gosh, on, like that's the ferris wheel <laughs> i really oh love yeah i love that piece they, yeah. they've all got stories like even like from the images so you are like portraying that whole storyline through one image. So I can't imagine like a whole zine. Zine? Like zine. 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 Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> zine. It's a zine. Sorry. Zine. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But no, definitely, I think that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to um, work on a, yeah, on a proper uh, graphic novel. As it as it's Ooh, um, as it's cool. called, it's just uh be it'd be a huge time commitment. Even just making my small one like took like six months to make, you know. And I was just like, oh my gosh, how do people make <laughs> like make these full on graphic novels that are two hundred pages? Like no wonder they work yeah, on wow. them years. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I have crazy. that kind of commitment. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be groggy for days. You'd be up for hours, and then you just like would not wake up for days on end. Yeah, no, I definitely like took a month break after I finished that project so I'd probably be gone for a year <laughs> yeah no other plans I try not to think too much into the future because it's just like we'll most likely go into a two-week lockdown anyway so <laughs> heaps of time. no heaps point in trying to plan to anything actually that's a yeah, good, yeah. good excuse to not like plan the future just like well yeah. it's stupid anyway because COVID will shut me down 
Yeah, like, sorry, like, playing I playing it by the ear, playing it by the ear. I make commitments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but that's awesome, and I'm definitely excited to see it all go down. Um, and I'm sure lots of our listeners are too. So I'd love to direct them to where they can find you online or wherever you like best see Payo. Where should they find you? Yeah, really mostly just like my Instagram at Payo Michi, P-E-O. M-I-C-H-I-E. Yes, there's no T in Michi. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the same. It's like the same handle I have on like TikTok and Twitter, even though my Twitter is dead because kind of just got like. Is Twitter just dead though? Yeah. Yeah. You have to be super funny. (laughs) Super, super like. And like one line of funny. Like I. It takes it to a new level of funny. Yeah. For me, it was just, I just like found myself just getting way too heated about like the the discourse you know that was always going on you know i was like oh like what's the discourse what are we angry about today you know you can go through the the, the, (laughs) what are they called trendy recommended yeah yeah and you just keep going down and down and down and then you read people's comments and like tap on those and i get lost i've had to like delete it sometimes lost in those yeah, no, it's why I stopped because I was just like, I realized I was like five, I was like on the fifth like comic comment page of some drama about New York best-selling authors. And I was like, <laughs> when the last fucking time did you read a book? You know, like you actually don't care about this. And I'm just yeah. over here getting mad, just like yeah, wasting your- outrage. <laughs> You're like, how did I end up here? How? Yeah, and you just end up wasting your mental energy on something which you realize is not that relevant to you or your life and does not deserve this much space like in your mind yeah you know it's like unfortunately with the internet there's like enough tragedy out there to be upset about every minute exactly. you know so i was just wherever like, you look you know what? i don't think i need twitter anymore in my life <laughs> <laughs> no but go check out her, your instagram like well, i'm like saying her i'm like trying to speak to you but then the listeners <laughs> very complicated here but i love seeing when you post i love your stories they're funny as hell always love seeing what you're yeah, getting you up sh- to i know it's like it's like it's like fuck my post be my stories you know <laughs> <laughs> like it gets like people people are like you know what i love your post but i'm generally here for the stories i've never seen such a chaotic time you, i like, never yeah. know what i'm gonna get with you i literally <laughs> never know i'm like am i gonna Jeepers. see some posts on like some of your animation or am i gonna get a whole story time about this weird ass man who knows <laughs> <laughs> and i'm yeah, like, a very good teaser. you know hmm. whatever Good content. <laughs> Guys, is, how could you is. not go look at Payo's stories after that? What will you find? <laughs> Who knows? No, yeah, I have stories it. saved of my trips to Japan and Korea, you know, so watch Ooh. me tumble through Ooh. um lesbian bars and clubs like drunk. Exactly. Drunk well, we can't travel <laughs> at the moment. I've literally had people DM me like commenting being like, I've been living vicariously through your stories for um, like a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm glad I can provide that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Bayo, for coming on and sharing your experiences. Um, We honestly really appreciate it. I'm so excited for our listeners to hear this. The story is. I'm really just excited for them to check out your content. Mm. I just want them to see your content. That's all I care about. (laughs) 
Yes. Thank you so much, Peo. We really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Bye. And we're back. We are. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that so much. I know I did, of course. I always enjoy these interviews. What did you yes. think here? No, I really enjoyed it. And I loved, um, yeah, I loved her story of being, coming from a place which is like so opposite to where she's at now and like how that yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. So, so curious. Yeah, and I just related so much to like, when she was speaking about how um, she just wasn't even intentional, like her wanting to like be in like an well, be an artist, mm. but like it was just because she was like you know really low and she just turned to it. And I feel like now at the moment that's like what I do, like when I need to just escape. It's like yeah, right. art and being creative, which I think so many p- other people can relate to. Um, yeah, actually, it's so lovely. I when so much of what she said, I kind of thought of you, which is probably why you connected so fast. <laughs> but even when she's like, you know, I was the only person of color in my like small country mm. town. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh, this, are we just interviewing Ali? <laughs> but no, I feel like so so many people, like even like in Melbourne, who like live in the city, like can like relate to that can can like Mm. relate to being like the only person of color or like one of the only people of color in their like schools or in their towns or in their friendship groups so it's really interesting but like obviously she was such such a stark difference from growing up in Queensland to then Mm. coming here I don't know it's just crazy crazy but I can't wait to see what she has in store and like what other um content she comes and pulls out yes thank you again payo go follow her check out her work very interesting um, and talented yes but alas i think that brings us to the end of another ep- yes. episode 66 oh my god 66 wow look at us go <laughs> will we make it to 100 that is my question do we think we'll make it i think we will i think we will i like we didn't think we'd make it to seven so <laughs> no and at this point we've actually been through quite a lot not like been through mm. a lot, but there have been lots of down times and <laughs> humps and bumps, and we still like we could have stopped. We could have stopped. Yeah. Yes, if we were going to stop, it would have happened. Mm, I agree. I agree. One hundred. Here we come. Um, but we're still here. We're still. I was about to say floundering, but I don't want to <laughs> say <laughs> we don't floundering. Don't make it seem like we're just like. Hang on, like, we could do one more episode. We're just keeping ourselves up. No, we're actually thriving, guys. Yeah. We're thriving, manifesting this. No, we are. We're doing well. Um, And I'm enjoying it still. So, like, stick around. Wait till we at least get to 100. Then you can drop off. Then you can make your decision, yes. No, but thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. If you want to keep us keep up with us, you can follow us on the Undecided Gen Z on Instagram or Theo.McCoy or Ali underscore Malcolm. We also have a Facebook group at the Undecided Gen Z. So pop in there. Yes. And if you want to leave a review and a rating, you can go to Apple Podcasts and go do that. Or even if you um, don't it really want helps to, us, guys. <laughs> just the fact that we yes. desperately want you to is enough. If you don't, just do it anyway, please. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah just share it around with a friend or a family member Mm. whoever else you think would enjoy listening to us because it really helps and we love having new listeners and other people to interact with oh not that you guys aren't enough (laughs) (laughs) current listeners getting a little boring like (laughs) No, no 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 um but yes we hope you guys enjoy and we'll see you next week Bye, guys. Bye.